Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Fortunate enough to be partnered with BetMGM. Here's the deal. If you haven't signed up with Bet for at BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Also, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out all the show notes for details. This is the place to bet. Jason Shear, you like the Miami Heat to sweep the Denver Nuggets. Is this correct? I think Heat in three is what I'm, what I'm feeling. Jason Shearer is looking for the Heat in three, but you know what? He would obviously look at it and say, you know, hmm, where could I bet on this? And you would bet on it at BetMGM. This is correct. Well, not, that's the only place I bet. That is the only spot now. Let's hear from Shane Dievenbach with the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. Sheer, first we're going to talk some Arizona basketball. Don't worry, Cody James Martin. We will talk about conference realignment, and uh, we will uh, we will get to all of this. But first, um, Jeff Goodman has a list of the top 25 teams in the nation, and he does not have Arizona in it. This is a clearly a troll job, correct, Sheer? Uh, I would assume so. He really hates Caleb Love. I mean, he does not. There is no in-between with him. He does not like Caleb Love. He said, he told me yesterday or the other day that he would actually move Arizona down with the addition of Caleb Love. Does not like him. Well, see, that to me is silly because if Caleb Love is that much of a problem, guess what happens? He doesn't play. Yeah, I, I even said to him, like, like, come on. Like, I, even if you don't like him, that, and he doesn't, I, I think he only has two Pac-12 teams in the top 25. UCLA is yes. not one of them either. Right. Um, is know, he just like, trying too hard right now? Because I think he's trying yeah. a little too hard. I think he's trying a little too hard right now. All right. Yeah, we don't like him. Now, we got to talk about Caleb Love here a little bit. Um, this is a hot topic on the sheer message boards. And Caleb Love, I'm just going to say it right now, Caleb Love will start. Um, and here's the reason he's going to start. You don't start three years at North Carolina – 
or whatever it is, an average 17 per game, have your choice of top 10 schools and not go to a school and start here. Now, again, maybe it's the right decision. Maybe it's not. But Caleb Love is starting next year for the U of A. Yeah, I, I haven't even considered him not starting. I would be really surprised. I don't even know what that conversation would look like because, I mean, he would have started at Texas. He was clearly going to Michigan to start. Like, how do you sit him down? You're like, you know what? We're going to play like 20, 25 minutes a game off the bench. That's not that's not happening, man. It's just not happening. And again, so here's the four positions that I think we know are uh, pretty much locked in at this point. We know that Umar Ballo, leader of men, is starting. We know Kashad Johnson is starting. We know Caleb Love and we know Kylan Boswell. That to me means that there is one spot open for either Jaden Bradley or Pella Larson in that starting lineup. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the competition to me. It, there's two options. You either start Pella or you start Jaden Bradley. That's yeah. it. That's, that's your and, decision. And, and honestly, I can make a case for either one of those guys being uh, being on there because, um, you know, and Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up this roster here, pull up our depth chart again that we, we like using around here. Um See, I think I think Jaden Bradley and Pella Larson both have interesting sixth man qualities to them in that Pella Larson has shown that he can excel coming off the bench. He's kind of a steadying influence out there or Jane Bradley can be that dynamic kind of super sixth man right there that comes in and uh, makes his way as well. Either one, I think, works. Yeah, I mean, you can to me, you either have Pella in there. You know, a steadying leadership, does a little bit of everything. Jaden Bradley comes off the bench to play either guard spot wherever you need him, or you go three guard, Pella comes in there to be that super six man that we know him to be. I mean, right. it, to me, there's no losing choice. I, I think they would both be plenty successful. Yeah, and I think – and honestly, I don't think Tommy Lloyd's making any of these decisions without all of these guys signing off right here because Jane Bradley could have gone to a lot of different player, uh, places. Uh, Caleb Love obviously could have gone to different places as well. This uh, Tommy Lloyd's not silly. Tommy Lloyd knows all these guys had to be on board for this decision. Yeah, and I'm not sure I, – I know the board has discussed it. it you know, Jaden Bradley probably had a, a promise to start. I'm not sure about that. Not every yeah, guy in the portal has a promise to start. And Jaden Bradley – Although he started at one point at Alabama, he wasn't starting when he left Alabama. Right. And so, like, the the idea that Tommy Lloyd would promise someone that they're going to start at Arizona and play 30 minutes a game when they weren't doing that before just seems a little off to me. I got to give it to Tommy Lloyd right here. And again, don't worry. We're going to get to a lot of realignment talk right here. And we're going to talk some Arizona football. I saw big Wendell Moe the other day. Wendell Moe. We're going to talk about you right there. Um, But I – I don't really see like with uh, and shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Where were we going with this year? Uh, I don't know. All right, well, I, I'm, I'm the one that was leading it, so yeah, um, yeah. With Jaden, Bra- with Jaden Bradley, though, I think the 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 sales pitch was you're going to play starters minutes. Now, again, you might not start, but Jaden Bradley absolutely is going to play 28 to 30 minutes per game right there, whether that's starting or off the bench here. Yeah, you were giving – I remember now. You were you were going to say that you give credit to Tommy Lloyd. Oh, I do give credit to Tommy Lloyd. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, I want – when I at the end of last season, you and I had a lot of talks about this, that we're going to find out a lot about Tommy Lloyd this offseason. We're going to find out what he's about because he was going to have to make some tough decisions. And he wasn't going to have to redo the program, but he was going to have to start – 
you know, you knew what your weaknesses were at that point. He got some of those dudes out of there. You know, some went uh, their own separate ways, wish them nothing but the best salute emoji to them. And with the, um, you know, and the players that he brought in, he clearly took inventory of his roster and, you got to give him a lot of credit because for a coach that's 66 and 11, a lot of guys would say, screw this. I'm the winningest coach ever in the first two years. Yeah. And a lot of coaches don't do that. Like your boy must, for instance, and and I'm not, this isn't even a criticism. I'm not sure he takes inventory. Like I think he just tries to land every single player in the portal and goes from there. Cause like they have like eight guards, like, you know, it's like, and so like Tommy to his credit looks at the roster and goes, okay, I need a, an athletic power forward. Right. That athleticism was clearly when you look at every guy that he was right. recruiting, it was a different style than Azulis. Right? right. Goes out and gets him. Wants guard depth. Goes out and gets it. He's he's very unique in that he's always going to want a lot of size in the front court. Goes out and gets that. So he looks at his roster and he says, what went wrong against Princeton? Why didn't we beat Houston even with a good roster? What is the, the common denominator? And then he went out and he tried to fix it. All right. Shooting. Um, great point. Zona Germany says, anybody else concerned about shooting right now? Here's where I'm at with the shooting. Uh, Kylan Boswell. Now, we brought in a guy that was uh, trying to get away from shootings at Jade, uh, with Jaden Bradley, but he's not one of the shooters, though. See what I did right there? Um, but Kylan Boswell, I believe, is going to be very – I believe he's a good shooter. I think you could probably – Pencil him in somewhere around 38 to 40 percent. I think he's going to be good. Then Pella Larson, they're all going to be set shot threes with nobody around. But Pella Larson, I'm fine with him doing that. And I think Caleb Love will be a decent three point shooter because of uh, the offense that, that uh, Arizona is going to run. But that's kind of it, though, as far as three point shooting sheer. I mean, look, your hope is that Caleb Love, the efficiency goes up. There's one shooter. Pella Larson is capable. He's inconsistent, but he's capable. There's another. Boswell, you assume his shooting is fine. There's another. Uh, Kashad Johnson isn't going to be a shooter. So right. that's out of the equation. Morauskas, if figuring everything goes good with him, I'm just going to say his name because it's so out in the open. Who cares? He's a solid shooter, and he's going to play, right? Vasar isn't a bad shooter. I think the shooting is there. It's just a matter of whether or not they kind of hit those goals in that area. But I don't think it's a it's a bad like I don't look at the roster and go like man who can hit a jumper on this roster. There's guys that can shoot, right? And I think a lot of it's kind of the Pella Larson thing, and that we know you can shoot. It's just about being able to translate that to the game. Uh, we'll get to Zoo here in just a second here, um, and we're going to talk about some of the weak links to this team right here. Um, oh, Elijah Arenas, we will get to that Kenny Abbey. Fair enough. But first, Sheer, have you been to Circle K today? Uh, not today, no. I might go later with my broken air conditioning, though. I was going to say, Shear has a broken air conditioning, and I don't know that Circle K can necessarily fix that, but you know what could fix that, though? A polar pop. Have you thought about this? Exactly. That's where I was going with that. All right. Shear, you're a wise man. You're a leader. All right. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff like the polar pops, if you're, especially if you're losing your air conditioning. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce polar pop. Shear, it's calling for you right now. It's calling for you. Don't ignore it. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find a Circle K near you and... And tap and bottle as well. You know, maybe you're saying, I know the girls aren't old enough to drink, but maybe you could, uh, you know, you can always bring them there, though. Well, you have a beer and they hang out. There's a food truck outside. Tap and bottle and support local. Jason Shear, you're all about supporting local. 
Yeah, they're not old enough to drink, but they're old enough to force me to drink. So yeah. that's, that's what you're going to do. Support either the northwest side or the downtown location right there, Tap and Bottle. Aaron Torres had a uh, commitment come up, so he was not able to come in. But Jason Shear, the ultimate pinch hitter, came in. This is David Ortiz coming off the bench right now after not playing all season. That's how good Shear is. You know how much confidence Mike has in me? He doesn't even ask. He just posts that I'm going to be on the show, and I wake up and see a, a, a Twitter notification, and I say, let's go. Let's and go. That's, that's the kind of faith I have. And he said, you know, I might have an air conditioning guy come and said, don't matter. Hop on right now. Sheer, again, salute emoji. Um, we're going to get to the schedule here in just a second. Azulis Tabellas cannot come back. He's gone. He's been right. gone for a month. Sheer, confirm what I've been saying. There's like a small amount of people that like even up to like last night were like, Zoo hasn't said anything. Zoo didn't even announce that he was entering the draft. Right. I love it. it. It fits in perfectly. But yeah, he was he was never coming back. When Arizona got Kashad Johnson, that was the end of Azulis Tubelis coming back. Do you see ever see Azulis Tubelis on an NBA roster? No, I'd be really surprised. I my guess is he gives the summer league and G League a chance or whatever it is, and then he's in Europe in a year. Making yeah. a great living, though. I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of the same way with that. All right. Um, I, and, you know, honestly, I think – now, listen, he's a much better player than Kerr. But I do think that sometimes moving on is just maybe a little – it's just kind of right for both sides. I mean, Azulis is awesome. Would have welcomed him back, obviously. But, you know, some of the limitations come March uh, would show up. And I think Tommy Lloyd – I think it was time for Tommy Lloyd to get his own roster in play here. Um, and, and that's what he did right there. Yeah. I mean, people are saying like, why isn't zoo coming back and, and believe it or not. And it doesn't happen often. Zoo's agent in Arizona were on the same page. And it was basically like, what would zoo be coming back for? What is he improving? His mentality isn't changing. Right. That is what it is. Maybe he shoots a couple more threes a game. Do you want him doing that? Right. Like, do you want him all of a sudden becoming a three point shooter? That's it. He's not becoming a better rebounder or better in transition. He is what he is. So really, you're just delaying his professional career and taking a year off that clock. Some guys have chosen to do it because of the NIL money and all that. But both parties said, you know what? It's probably for the better. Arizona would have absolutely taken him back, but he is what he is. And and uh, and when you're like that and you've kind of reached your your ceiling in terms of capabilities and all that, it's time to go pro. Do you see um, uh, Do you see a, a Julius Tabellis possibly being a Julius Randle in the NFL or in the NBA right there? Uh, Julius is getting traded. Just watch. Is Now, is he getting traded, though, to bring in a Julius Tabellis? Uh, we can, I would take Zoo over Julius Randle. No, I wouldn't. They're, they're similar, right? They, they got a similar style of play. Yeah. And they both disappear in the postseason. And, uh, no. <laughs> you know, that's all that was mean. I didn't say that. That's why you got Philly Bia coming in here, dude. But by the way, that is one of our best. That's one of our best bets that we have going about the uh, who plays more meaningful minutes at the U of A, Philly B or Conrad Martinez. I that's like that. That's good. Well, you got to keep in mind, too, if Philly B doesn't play this year, does he transfer? So we'll see. Yeah, I would assume he does. But you know what? I will take one full year of Philly B, and I'm going to take my chances right there. All right. We got to talk, and then we're going to get conference realignment. We got to talk about Jamari Phillips, and then we'll talk about Elijah Arenas, Kenny Abbey with a good question right there, as always. Um, Jamari Phillips, he continues to blow up right here. Obviously a great kid. I Can you give us any form of insight then into 24-7? Oh, oh bring him in. We're pooch friendly on this show. Come on. Come on. got attacked. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, oh, you're just getting a kiss right there. Yeah, they're playing. The um with uh Jamari Phillips, though, the more I'm watching him, the more he's uh he's blowing up. This feels like a top 25 player. It just does. He checks off every single box. I know I sound like a broken record, but he checks off every box. He's got uh better than advertised athleticism. He's got a great basketball build. He's a great kid, fantastic shooter, ball handling is coming around. I don't understand why he's not a top 25 guy on every single board right now. Well, to, you know, give us a little time here. We haven't come up with the new rankings. We don't just move guys up and down. I, I do think that the new rankings, he should be top 25. I mean, I was there. Will you fight for him. I will fight for it. I was in, you know, Bossy was in Phoenix with me and we both watched him drop 35 points or whatever it is. And, and he, he straight up told someone very, very close to Arizona coaching staff, hint, hint that uh, he would move up in the rankings. Carter, I would assume Carter will move down, which makes sense. He hasn't been playing well. Um, he's a completely different type of prospect than Jamari, but Jamari's going to move up. I don't know how much, but he's he's absolutely moving up in the next rankings. So we have your word that you will fight for him behind the scenes when nobody is looking. Yeah, I will fight for Jamari to not only move up, but to be a McDonald's All-American as well. Excellent. By the way, his dad is a great follow on Twitter. He, uh, he has the things up. Well, great, great dude. We're going to have him on again here soon. I think he was jealous when they saw me uh, going to Lucky Wishbone the other day, and he said he wanted to come back on the show. I like that. Um, but Jamari's got this thing outside of his house that's awesome, one of those ball return things where he's shooting in the streets, and uh, it, it goes right back to him. Big fan of that sheer. Like this kid a lot, and I got to uh, give Jay or uh, Jason Sheer. I got to give Tommy Lloyd a lot of credit for getting in on him and getting that commitment secured early because this kid's fantastic. And remember how that played out? Like everyone assumed that he was going to UCLA. I mean, right. it was like it was just a matter of time. And Arizona kept at it, kept at it. We had some people on the board saying, "Why is Arizona wasting their time?" And then a few weeks later, he's committing to Arizona. Right. Like at the end of the day, Tommy's process is strange to a lot of people. It is very different to a lot of people, but it is more successful than not. And he's going to have losses. And I think because he recruits so little amount of guys, those losses are magnified. Right. But he has a plan. Like, he knows what he's doing. But it makes our, That was fantastic, by the way. <laughs> it makes our job more difficult, though, because we don't get to, uh, we don't get to speculate on players as much, though. I like having rumors where even if it's not true, we can at least speculate it and uh, kill some of the summer months. We don't get any of that with Tommy Lloyd. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I remember, like, I've told you, like, we we go to AU events. Like, we're going to go to the Section 7 or whatever it is in Phoenix later in the month, and we're going to watch five guys, right? Right. Like, and, and it's going to be like, those are the five that Arizona's focusing on. Well, under, like, Sean Miller or even before that, I would be watching 30 people. Right. Like, I remember, like, when Joe Pasternick was here, I'd be going to random gyms watching dudes that I've never heard of. Um, and it was like, like, what are we doing here? Like, I think I right. saw Paul. Remember Paul White? Oh, I do remember oh, Paul White that went to Georgetown and Oregon. Oregon great Paul White. I think I, I saw Paul White with Pasternak in a gym, like in the middle of Vegas or, or whatever, when he was in like seventh grade and no one was right. in the gym. It's just like that's how it was. And like now it's just – and also, to be fair, um, it's not just Tommy. It's the transfer portal. Right. Like you don't have to go in on 30 guys because if you miss on high school kids, you just go to the portal and pick it up. Uh, Lost Highway says Tommy hid behind a bush to sign Philly B like Mike did to Dylan Anderson. Dylan Anderson, who has stayed with the University of Arizona, we can bank on Dylan Anderson being on this roster next year. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right. Now, TJ Van Marter, we love TJ Tua. 
but TJ is wrong here. He said that Lucky Wishbone sucks, and he said it's gross. Every time I ate there, I felt like I was eating motor oil. I can I tell. Say, I will say this. I've lived here for over 20 years. I've never ate Lucky Wishbone. Why? It, it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Um, all right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm a little nervous. To, to each and to their own. They're very, very good. I got you on to Buffalo spot, and you haven't gone back since. Yeah, because I almost died that night. <laughs> I don't drink at all, folks. And Mike somehow convinced me to drink. And then he took me to Buffalo Spot. And it was it was a bad night for me. I was gonna say, was it a bad night? And was it a rough morning as well? No, no, the morning was fine. It was just all right. <laughs> but it was just getting through there to that point. Fair enough. Right. Yes. Fair enough. But TJ, you're wrong on this, and I love TJ right there. All right. Um we're not giving away any clues on the uh, comp- on the uh, next uh, team that's going to be announced, but it is a good team that Arizona is going to be playing. Sheer almost gave it away last show. We will not let Sheer give it away this show. Correct? Uh, yeah, Mike. You, Mike. I'm surprised you're not wearing the college T-shirt just to really rub it in that <laughs> straight up. But but I will I will say I would get very much get a enjoy enjoyment out of beating this team right there. So uh, we will leave we'll leave it at that. Now let's talk some conference realignment right now. Um, there's a lot of smoke around Colorado leaving the conference right now. There's a lot of smoke, and even some guys that play it more conservatively, like a Dennis Dodd, put on there. Steve Hernandez, I can tell you, it's not Nebraska. It's actually a good basketball team they're playing. Um, they came back though. What's that? Oh, dude. Boy came back to Nebraska. As they call him, the Japanese Steph Curry. That's right. Big I game. mean, I'm not sure what to say, but let's talk conference realignment here. Colorado, and we're just speculating here, but it's fun. Um, uh, Colorado, there's a lot of smoke around them leaving the conference. Um, and uh, like I said, Dennis Dodd, we've had on the show multiple times before. Good dude. Generally a little bit more conservative when it comes to these kind of projections. He said that there has been substantive talks recently between Colorado and the Big 12. Um, Again, certainly I'm not an insider, but I will say that I do believe that Colorado will leave this conference. I know. Uh, Yeah. I I was going to say your dogs agree. Yeah, they're big Colorado fans. Um, I I think, you know, it's – I always get skeptical when there's so much smoke. Like everyone at the point where like everyone thinks Colorado's leaving. So it's like, why haven't they left yet? But man, there's a lot of smoke. like there's a lot of reporters and all that that are basically saying it's it's time. Uh, there's another one that came out today that is Matt Brown, I believe his name is that's skeptical with everything. And he's like he's saying that he's heard major, right. major discussions. It just feels like if there's a school that's gonna leave for the Big 12. Colorado will be first. Like and that, it does make thi- and it does make things easier for other schools to leave. I know that people are saying, "Why is Arizona here? Why is it so and so here?" Um, it, I'm just saying it's it, it makes things easier when another school leaves first. It just uh, it, it it just does. And Colorado is a natural fit right there. Also. The Colorado president didn't exactly uh, put any uh, water on that fire with his recent remark about how um, after saying that uh, MacGyver's tweet was nonsense, then going out there and basically saying, yeah, we're, you know, we're uh, we're definitely going to look at everything and we will do what is best for us at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that Rick George quote, the AD opened up a lot of eyes because that wasn't a we're happy. This is where we're going to be. That was we're happy for now, but we're going to do what's best for us. And. Uh, if you compare his wording to Dave Hickey's wording, it feels like it was pretty much the same message where we want to be in the Pac-12, but at the end of the day, 
basically, if those numbers don't come, we have to do what's best for our school. That's basically am, what Colorado and Arizona are saying. I am curious if numbers actually ever do come. We've, uh, we're this far in and we have no numbers still. It's fantastic. I mean, they just announced today that football media day is July 21st. Like they have to have something done by then, right? Well, sure, you would think so. But we said this like we were we've been saying this for like 10 months, though. Well, they got to have something by so-and-so. They got to have something by so-and-so. They're saying, nope, we don't watch this. We won't. No, I'm just saying like movement or something. And remember, like the fiscal year is over. The fiscal year ended today, I think, which is why a lot of people think June is going to be the month where we see some movement um, one way or another. Like this, this just feels to me. No, I'm not going off any inside info. Like instinctually, this feels like a big month for realignment. I was talking with uh, was talking with somebody uh, off record. Was talking about Colorado, and he did say that if he were to name the coaches in the country that have the most control over their athletic department, he said it's probably Nick Saban number one. And then it's probably Deion Sanders at number two. He said Deion Sanders absolutely controls that athletic department. And it's not, he said, not necessarily a bad thing. He said, but when you sell out your spring game, when you bring in the top two rated cornerbacks in the entire country the last two years, Dion, the icon is going to, Dion, they're not doing anything without Dion's blessing right here. They're just not. Yeah, I don't understand why people are so, Incredulous when reporters otherwise say that Dion has a major say. He has a major say. Yeah, like they made a legitimate amount of money off their spring game. They sold right. out a spring game. They're right. on national television to open up the season three games in a row. If Dion's not the coach, that's not even a consideration. Think about this. I just saw they moved the Washington Michigan State game to Peacock. It's only on streaming. Right, right. And those are two oh, decent football teams, right? Yeah, that's there. a nice. That's a nice early season game. Colorado versus whoever is on national television because of Dion. It's not because they're better than Washington. And so the idea that they're not going to do everything they can to keep Dion happy, because the happier Dion is, the more likely he is to stay, whether you think it's likely or not, he's still more likely to stay and the more money they bring in. It would be catastrophic if they just go, you know what, we're we're not even talking to Dion. Yeah, because Dion also is, by the way, People like ASU are insane. Why in the world would you have not hired Deion Sanders this offseason? Can you imagine Deion in Phoenix? Yeah, I think the biggest issue is, and Colorado's probably going to run into it, is the general belief is as soon as Deion wins, he's gone. Got Dion, no one thinks Dion's in Colorado in three. Do you think Dion's in Colorado in three years? No, I think he watches his kid play for two or three years and then he bounces. Right. So do you want to do this all over again? Or do you want to hire a yes. guy like Dillingham that you know will be yeah, there? Fair. I actually, like I said, I've I've actually warmed up to Dilly. I think that Dilly is actually going to be a fairly good coach for that. Plus, I don't think he's ever going to leave. I think Dilly would turn down Alabama to stay at ASU. Yeah, I do too, actually. Which is I wild. mean, I mean, he really, really wants to be there. All right. Uh TJ Van Martyr, TJ Tua, I'm gonna will forgive you for the uh, lucky wishbone remark right here. But this is what I got to keep coming back to. And again, I get it as a sports fan, but and uh, trust me, as all, all of my degrees are from the U of A, Shears degrees are from the U of A. So we're not dissing on the U of A education, um, but these are still school presidents at the end of the day. And their first thing is grants academic rights or, you know, 
And the Pac-12 is a drastically superior conference, even without the L.A. schools, to the Big 12 when it comes to academics. Now, you could say that Arizona is more in line with schools like Kansas as far as where they stand academically. But I've heard this, uh, you know, a couple times from people and they said a lot of times you're judged by the company you keep. I don't necessarily agree with that, but from a from a uh, academic prestige factor, there's no comparison between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. There's just not. Yeah, and look, it, it's you know, it, you're you're right, and and it's we love athletics. Clearly, that's where we're, right. what we're. Yeah, that's about. what all I care about. Right, and like you mentioned the other day with with like T, you had TJ on last week or whatever, and his focus was only on academics. And their school presidents, like the school president of Cal, I guarantee you, couldn't care less about athletics. Michael they Crow, the, same thing. Yeah, if they got rid of the AD tomorrow, he'd be like, whatever. Michael Crow, same thing. They say we need a we need to upgrade Wells Fargo Arena. He goes, no, we don't. Like, have right. you been in there any time lately? Yes, they do. It's awful, yes. right? But Michael Crow doesn't care because academics and all that. And I get it. There's some presidents like that, and that's why they have they don't care if they're in the Big Twelve, the Big Sky, or the as long as the research money is there. Then you have other guys where they just they need the money. They need the athletic money that that brings in. They want that it cares. They care more about it, and so they're more likely to be one of those first schools that leave. I was uh, – and it's funny. I do like TJ. I thought TJ acquitted himself very well. Um, I did laugh a little bit, though, when he said – when he was comparing Arizona to Stanford academically, though. I don't I, – I will I will say this. I've never thought of my degree as being uh, similar to something that you get in uh, Stanford Shear. Have you considered this? Uh, well, I did tell you that Arizona and Michigan were on the, the same page. This is so. true. It's <laughs> not – you did say that. I still have the tweet. I showed Kobe Thiel. You can have. We also, can we all just also clarify that Caleb Love's issue wasn't grades, right? It was transfer credits. And Arizona used to have a similar issue with football. They wouldn't take D's when right. all the other schools were taking D's. It's it's very weird. It's not on the same page. Like I remember when I was coaching high school. Um, I don't remember what it was. Soccer at Sunnyside. At Sunnyside, we. Believe it or not, at Sunnyside, if you had a D, you could not play in that game that week. But wow. we would play schools like Tucson High, which is like you just had to be breathing to play. Right. Like they didn't oh, have that. Sheer, sheer, putting down the Badgers. All you fellow Badgers out there, go and chase Suarez. uh rules with athletics. Oh, you, you, as long as you – yeah, dude, like as long as you didn't have an yeah. F, you were allowed to play. And it was Sunnyside. Like it was – you know, Bilby Avenue right there. Academics at its finest right there. Bilby right. Street, Bilby Avenue. Uh, I don't I don't know. We were in the we were in the hood, baby. Yeah, my, I know. Street, I was gonna... my street cred was up there. Oh, I was going to say it was very impressive. Now, with UConn, obviously, uh, the one thing and Kenny Abbey is asking, what's the interest with UConn? Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, your mark has mentioned this multiple times. He I think his plan is that. He wants to make this unquestionably the best basketball conference in the uh, in the country. And I can totally get behind that philosophy right there. He said um, uh, he said, you know, we're not going to uh, probably uh, surpass the SEC in football. But if we can have our stake where everybody knows this is the best basketball conference, there's a lot to be said for that sheer. I know the numbers with uh, all that, but adding UConn. A team that's won five national titles in the last 25 years is an easy sell in my book. Yeah, so I think I've said this before, but if not, we'll break some news here, whatever. What do you um, 
So his plan is to build, we've said this, his plan is to build the best basketball conference in the nation, right? By right. far. And then from what I understand, one of the plans with that is to hold a preseason conference tournament in addition to the postseason. And the preseason would basically match like up. That. Yeah, and it would basically, ESPN would pay for it and it would put extra money in each school's pocket. Um, and they'd have like a preseason tournament of sorts and uh, it would be a huge draw. And he's going to do, basically he wants to build the best basketball conference in America and then do things with that to bring in more money. And see, that's the kind of foresight. That's why I like your mark. That's the kind of foresight that uh, Larry Scott or George Klievkoff would never have or the school presidents. They would never be able to come up with something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's super smart. Like if, you know, I would love to watch a, a preseason conference tournament, not in the Pac-12, but, uh, you know, with the uh, <laughs> with the big oh, kisses, kisses. This is Cora. Oh, hi, Cora. Cora. Oh, look at Cora. Cora is not camera shy. Ted Wardo is camera shy. He, When we had Ted Wardo on before, he had to be eating, chewing his cheese bone because of how nervous he was coming on. No, she's super nervous. She, she's never done this before. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's the first time for everything. Now, has she ever had four peaks before? She has. We give her that to calm down all the time. All right. You know what? She's not the only one. Now, four peaks. The movement will not stop. The movement will not be derailed. They could bring in 30 peaks, and it will be four peaks plus 26. Whatever it is, that's the peaks right there. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or up uh, to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly and sheer OGs. Are you still having a really hard time sleeping? Not anymore, Mike. And why is that, Shear? <laughs> because of OGs. Take OGs it. is where it's at. And listen, Shear's not the only OG around here. OGs that consume OGs, that's where it's at. Find them at your local dispensary. OGs brands must be 21 plus to enjoy. Enjoy responsibly, obviously. And you could get things like uh, the, Reap, uh, the Happy Balance, strawberries and cream, CBD, THC, one-to-one ratio. It is, as the kids would say, lit. Fire. Is lit still a thing or is it have they moved on to something else? I think it's something else. Right. I don't know. All right, Kenny Abbey, you're going to like this one. I know you live up in Phoenix and you're a proud Phoenician, but you're going to like this one. I would like to move on from uh, uh, ASU. I would go with Colorado Sheer. In an ideal world, I think that would be fantastic. You go to a better ac- or athletic conference and you ditch ASU in the process and they can, can, play, they can play against Weber State and all those schools. Uh, that would be awesome. It would be really funny if if uh, if that happened. My guess is if Colorado leaves, George is going to pivot and say, oh, we'll just replace Colorado with San Diego State and be fine. Actually, well, I would guarantee you that's his pitch. Well, you know what? You're going down on the academic realm. You know, it also shows you, too, how desperate they are because this whole time they didn't want to add San Diego State because of the uh, the academics that are, in, uh, that are in play right there. Now you're willing to add ac- uh, San Diego State. It is interesting right there, Sheer. And I'm really – it would be extra funny if somehow um, the Big 12 convinced San Diego – I don't think it, it'll happen, but if the Big 12 convinced San Diego State to join instead of the Pac-12. Right. That would be funny also. Kenny Abbey, you can be honest with us. You have lived in Phoenix before, and you're a proud Phoenician. But we still yeah. we still claim you right there, Kenny. It's okay, though. Kenny gave me the forks up the other day. 
I wasn't going to say anything. Did he really? I wasn't. Yeah, it doesn't wouldn't surprise me at all. But I mean, the guy's favorite yeah. basketball player is James Harden. So I yeah. mean, <laughs> come on, come on, right here. And guys that punch Steve Kerr in the face, come on, <laughs> come on, sense. Kenny. You don't get out of that one. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of Arizona football now. Some under the radar players. There was a great promotional video put out there, and uh, Tyler Owens. Uh, maybe one of the best strength and conditioning players in, or coaches in the entire con- uh, country put it out there. Wendell Moe. I think Wendell Moe is going to be one of the best Jed Fish success stories ever. He came in here uh, lightly recruited out of Long Beach Poly. I guess he wished he had played at a high school where they had a little bit more prestige. And um, he came in here and he was starting by game six and you look at him now, Sheer, I think he's going to be a monster this season. He also, like, I hope that we could talk to him as the media this year because I think if if everyone knew his story, um, it would gain – you'd gain even more respect. Basically, so he was committed to Morgan State, and I believe he signed with them. And the reason why he did and his recruitment didn't take off is because his dad was dying of COVID, I believe. And his, his dad died, and he wanted his dad to see him sign with the school – and commit to a school and all that. And so he didn't know the recruiting process. He just said, I'm going to sign with Morgan State. And then towards the end, the Long Beach Poly coaches were like, you can get out of this. Like, you can go. You're good. Right. And Arizona's like, we'll help you through the process. Like, you're you're good. Like, we want you on our team. And so he wound up at Arizona. He didn't really know any better. Um, when he committed to Arizona, Greg Biggins, 24-7's Greg Biggins, texted me and goes, this kid is legit. Like, we right. like him a lot. And the coaching staff, it was a steal. And I didn't think he would play as early as he did, but it's not based on how the coaches talked. It's not a huge shock that he's good. I think when it's all said and done, he'll be one of the better linemen in the Pac-12. I agree with that. And I can see him playing in the NFL. I think he's one of those guys that's just naturally very, very strong. He gets it and he's got a little bit of a nasty streak. Now, we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, Raymond Polito, when he comes in here. If you're going to keep Jonas Savanea at tackle, and if you're going to keep Jordan, obviously Jordan Morgan's going to stay at tackle. Um, you've got a spot on that inside right there. It's a little bit easier to learn that guard spot. Polito is a massive guy, ex-Alabama commit. I could see him getting a real crack at that position if he is physically ready to do it. Yeah, from all indications, the jo- Jonas Savanea is staying at tackle. Right. Uh, I mean, Fish is telling people that uh, Jonah's under that impression. All of that. So that leaves one of the guard spots open. Wendell Moe has the other guard spot. You're going to see Lange, uh, Borjan. Maybe. And, and so if Raymond Polito can kind of hit the ground running, be in shape, understand the position, uh, there's a very good chance that he winds up starting. I think it, it, it may, because he's on campus late, it may not be that first game. But by the end of the season, I think there's a really good shot that he kind of takes in and runs with it. Yeah, I mean, and this coaching staff has also showed, too, that they are not at all um, worried about uh, – they're not at all worried about playing younger guys to begin with. That's also where I can see Leviticus Sua playing. Again, he's getting in on time, which I guess in this day and age, if you get on, on time, you're coming in late, where it's going to be fascinating to see what he can do. But I can see Leviticus Sua also playing a ton as a freshman. As a matter of fact, I think he will play a ton as a freshman at that linebacker spot. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, there's, it's, it's weird to say, but there's depth at linebacker now, right? It's so weird. it's not going to be easy for him to just come in and play. But um, I think people will be surprised at what he looks like physically. He's, he's much bigger than I think people realize. He's not Jacob Manu, uh, right? He and, and he's Kazar. He's like physically, he looks the part. And so if he again is able to pick up the defense and all that, 
there's no reason why he can't play as a freshman. Sure. Have you ever, sure. What kind of sunglasses do you utilize? Uh, the ones you're about to tell me about. Correct. That's the answer. That's the only answer that I want to hear. Shady Rays. All right. This year exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized uh, sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And that's about to be 250,001 people after Jason Shear gets a load of these things right here. Shady Rays are cool. We're trying to get our guy Jeff Bo to start wearing them there. U of A football SID. And Jeff will wear these things at some points here we will make this happen we will force him if need be he will have absolutely no say in the matter whatsoever all right before we sign off let's talk a little bit of conference football right here um i look around this conference right now and the teams that i think that arizona should be better than this coming season uh believe you should be better than stanford stanford stinks um you should be better than asu um i think you should be better than cal um wazoo Wazoo's interesting. That's kind of, you know, kind of right, kind of right there as well. Uh, you should be better than Colorado. Um, that's four teams right there that Arizona should be better than. I'm just doing whatever I can to try to find six or seven wins during the regular season. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to you know, you win, you, you beat UTEP, you beat Stanford, you beat NAU. That's three right there. Right. You get Colorado four. You know, you, you get Cal or whatever. It's, it, you try to – you try to. Plus, there's always a surprise. There's always a team they beat that they yeah. shouldn't beat. I don't think they play Cal now that I think about it. Right. I don't think they do either. That's why the second I said it, I'm like, eh. <laughs> but, yeah, and then you got to get that one surprise, which would be like an Oregon State or a Washington State or a UCLA. You know, you could beat one of those teams. I've got a hot take for you, as the kids say. Montana Lamonius Craig catches for more yards this year than Dorian Singer. Ooh, I could see that. That wouldn't you don't dismiss it. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't dismiss it. I think all these dudes in in this system are going to put up some wild numbers this year. Yeah, and that's where you know you get those three guys, and that's where I think it's exciting. So, all right, Sheer. Before we sign off, where can they find you? Where can they uh, see you doing all your stuff right there? Uh, wildcatauthority.com we're running a sale 60 percent off an annual subscription you also get paramount plus after the the promotional period or whatever so it's an awesome deal at jason shear on twitter and then the wildcat scoop podcast do it for the dogs mike yeah do i was gonna say listen do it for the dogs do it for the air conditioning bill as well (laughs) good timing Dude, I mean, seriously, that was great timing. And you can also see Kenny Abbey on there as well, generally sticking up for ASU in the process. But you know what? We still love Kenny. Oh, uh, real quick. Five, I don't actually know the answer to this. Five of a kind media. Mike or Jason, will there be tape, video, or coverage of the Israel tour in August? I have no idea. I don't even know if they know where they're going yet. I know I'm they're sure. going to Israel, and I believe they're going to Abu Dhabi, but I don't, I don't know anything about that. All right. I don't either. So you know what? Two people that don't know, maybe Cora does, but it's just going to keep it to herself. Cora knows a lot. If, if Cora could talk, people would be amazed at what she knows that I don't tell people about Arizona athletics. That's that's the great thing about dogs is that they don't they always keep secrets. They and they're always there to support you. Cora, you're a leader of women right there. We appreciate you. 
All right. On that note, we're signing off. Sheer, as always, appreciate appreciate you. Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. We'll be back to, with you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Doug Gottlieb coming on tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I'm gonna, we're going to talk some Arizona basketball, and I'm going to uh, roast him for saying that Mike <laughs> Trout is the best position baseball player ever. He is not. Right, that yeah. is wrong. Sheer, <laughs> as always, talk to you soon, man. Appreciate you. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.